Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, while I have you here, please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Hey, this is Trevor from Halifax calling in to say that I support Creative Control on Patreon because I think long-form arts journalism is a crucial part of music culture and there's simply not enough of it out there today. Vish is a master interviewer, he lands great guests, and he has his finger on the pulse of the ever-changing music landscape both here in Canada and abroad. For all of these reasons and many more, I think you should support Creative Control on Patreon too. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control, please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. I'm Visha's wife, and I will love him no matter what you do. And now he has me on the record saying that. This ain't no movie scene, no supersonic dream. This is a fatal attraction. Can't take no holiday. Put me on layaway. This ain't no time for distraction. Priyanka is a world-renowned actor, singer, comedian, media personality, and drag performer based in Toronto, Ontario. Originally from a nearby city called Whitby, Priyanka first made waves as a dynamic television personality named Mark Suknanan and was a host on the Canadian children's network YTV. After coming out and taking on the drag queen persona Priyanka, she went on to win the first season of Canada's Drag Race in 2020, and now, using her multifaceted talents, can lay rightful claim to being Canada's queen of all media. Ahead of her appearance at Guelph's Hillside Festival and dropping a new album, Priyanka and I connected for a very personal discussion about things like 
her devoted but professional fan base, Bob Dylan and male athlete hygiene issues, being a first-generation child of Indo-Guyanese immigrants to Canada, racism, homophobia, transphobia, and gay liberation, tattoos, and some secrets to successful relationships, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, getting into media studies and music as a young person, and meeting and defying parental expectations, the rise of hatred against drag queens and the LGBTQ plus community, and what makes right-wingers so annoying. Starring in a movie with Kim Cattrall and releasing new music soon, other future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this donor-driven podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash Control. It's modest, but it is the primary source of revenue for all the work that I put into this show. So if you like this show or this episode or what have you, please visit patreon.com slash Control and support me and my work today. Thank you. Plus, in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee, respectively, in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, This is episode 784 of Creative Control, featuring the bold and the beautiful Priyanka with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Priyanka. How's it going? Hello. Thanks for calling me on this wonderful rainy day. Yes. Is it rainy where you are? Where in the world are you? Okay. I'm in Toronto at my home and it is, it's gloomy and sad. It makes me want to sit on the couch and binge eat. Like that's what this weather makes me feel like. Oh, yeah. You know, it's pouring rain here in Edmonton, Alberta as well. So it's odd. It's often, it's unusual for Alberta and Ontario to have the exact same weather on the exact same day. One of my biggest fans is from Edmonton. Is it me? It's you, baby. (laughs) No, that's, how do you know that? How do you know, how do you know this person? I mean, fandoms and stuff are so fun now because like everything is online. So you truly get to put a face with to all of like fans that of people who follow you online. And there's one girl named Sarah. She is a a blonde girl (laughs) and she loves drag queens, drag race. She loves like celebrities too. Like she like just at the, was at the Taylor Swift concert and all that stuff. And she became a big fan of mine. When just when I got off Canada's Drag Race, and now it's funny because like you definitely have to like have boundaries with your fans because like they're fans. But she's so sweet, and and she does come across more of like a friend, even though I try not to, you know, open up the floodgates to my personal life. However, I was doing the Junos, which were in Edmonton. Oh yeah, that's right, and. I was in Vegas right before, and I usually, when I'm in the back of Ubers, I keep my phone on my lap. I don't put them in my pocket. So when I got out of the Uber at the airport at in Toronto, the yeah. phone dropped out onto the sidewalk, and like six different cars ran over it. Oh, my God. So then it was like this panic of like, oh, shit, like, how do I get a new phone? Like, I have to get a phone to to get all this content at the Junos. Like, I'm going to be meeting Nickelback. 
Of course, sure. So yeah. you have to. Yep, you have and to. And you got to capture the moment. What's going to happen? When you encounter and Nickelback, you have to have a phone. That's the rule. 100%. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, they're obsessed with me. Are they? And, oh, they love me. How well, could you not? I, I, I can see everyone being obsessed with you, but Nickelback uh, surprises me just a little bit. I didn't think that they would be. I don't know why. I don't know them. They want they... some of this. They want some <laughs> of this, baby. Um, anyway, so I had to call upon Sarah, my number one fan in Edmonton, to go to the Apple store, pick me up a phone, and drop it off at my hotel. And and Sarah did this for you? Sarah did it for, for me very professionally. It's like she almost like flicked on her professional brain. And was like, I picked it up. I left it at the hotel for you. Have a great day. It wasn't like, can I see you? Can I, you know, can we hang out? It was like, goodbye. I did this favor for you. I love that. That's amazing. I love so, Sarah. So, so a professional fan in that uh, they had boundaries. They felt, yeah. They felt like they could help you the way that you've helped them, you know, in, in their lives. You've, you've helped them feel fulfilled. You've given them joy. And they thought, oh, the least I can do is go, the to, least I could do go to the Apple is. store. Now, did you reimburse Sarah for the phone? Those are not cheap phones. I, <laughs> I, I prepaid for the, show, okay. the, the phone. So she didn't even have to like pay one thing. She just had to go pick it up. That's, that's lovely. And so, she could have stolen the phone and had a free iPhone <laughs> 14 Pro Max in her hands, but she didn't do that. She's very respectful. Well, that's very, that's, wow. That's an unbelievable amount of trust for you as well then to, to ask us. Who str- whose phone would you want to pick up for, for, for them? Like who's your celebrity person? Hmm. Whose phone? Well, most of the celebrities I can think of are probably too old and don't use phones. Who? Uh, well, one of my guys is like Bob Dylan. Okay, Bob Dylan is he still alive? Yep, he has a phone. I don't what, know. What do, you think he, what do you think he watches all that porn on his computer? I don't think he watches. Po- po- wait a minute. Wait, this is quite yes, a leap. He does why okay, do you think? Why would you think Bob Dylan in particular is an aficionado of the pornography? I don't think that's ever come up. He's eighty-two years old. Are you looking him up? <laughs> We're, oh, we're Gemini's. Him and I are both Je- Je- Gemini's. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him live a lot, Priyanka. Like a lot. I'm a big fan. I wrote really? my, You're I wrote a huge my, fan. I wrote my master's thesis on one of his albums. In, That's not, incredible. He's still on tour right now. He's on tour at the moment, and I have not seen him. I used to. I've okay. Here's the thing. Since around 1998, I've seen him 37 times. Holy shit! Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan. As you should. I mean, if he's putting on good shows, you might as well. It's, it's for some people they're divisive, but I think they're beautiful. And I also think uh, if you've got like the likes of Shakespeare in your midst, still, if you're lucky. Here's the other thing: Do you like sports? Do you ever watch sports? Me? Yeah. Absolutely not. Not not a not a second. You know, no interest in sports. The only thing I watch is the Super Bowl halftime show. Just the halftime show, and then you flip away. Oh, it's gone. Even when people are like, "Oh, like," but like the football players and the the hockey players are so hot. I had to interview the Toronto Maple Leafs once for my kids' TV job at YTV, and they all smelt like shit. Well, and those people in particular, that culture is not a good culture. I like will, clean, I will, uh, wash your balls. Like this is sure. nasty. That's usually that's a that's a tip for everyone. I think if we leave every anyone listening today with any information, it's to wash your balls. I agree exactly. I also but, think that it's like actually my you know who Angelie is she's a Canadian pop star. I've heard she of Angelie. You know, yeah. like, we were on the phone this morning and she was like, "White people just don't wa- wash their balls." We were talking about that this, this morning. This is pressing information. This is breaking news. This is a this is the a new pandemic. Hmm. 
So, anyways, that's what I came here to talk Wait about. Wait a minute. You think today. the new pandemic is the lack of balls washing among the Caucasian population? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. You can quote <laughs> me here. I think I've washed my... Yeah, no, I tend to... I don't know. This is getting too personal. Never mind. You're right. You think it's a, a particular affliction of the whites to not wash the balls? I don't know. I, I think, think so. I, okay, but, like, actually, it's, like, dive deep into it. Like, not ball specifically, just, like being brown yeah. is that like whenever we would go out to families events or like anything like Guyanese wet West Indian people and also all other kinds of immigrant families it is kind of like when, when you go out everything like your 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 skin has to be washed you have to be wearing lotion on your skin you have to smell good everything is like to because it's just everyone's too proud in, in, in the culture. Yeah. You know? Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that's where our, our like obsessiveness with like showering and washing our balls comes from. My goodness. Maybe. I, so I'm Indian. I'm, my parents You're are from, Indian, yes. they're from, they're from India and, uh, and I was born here. I think. How I'm, Indian do you feel these days? Not as much as I should. I moved away from my parents. Uh, and, uh, so we don't see them as obviously as much. They're still in Ontario. Yeah. I feel mm. it's funny you bring it up because my kids are coming up. And I feel like they're not... I, it's my fault. I don't speak in Hindi in front of them. Uh, every once in a How while... How old are they? Uh, one's going to be, uh, I want to say, 12 soon, and the other is 8. Oh, do they watch Bollywood movies? No, we should get oh. in... Oh, my God. What are you doing? I'm Your little... kids are going to be literally white boys who don't wash their balls now. Yeah, well, that's one of them's got the balls. The other one doesn't at the moment. But my point is this. I uh, <laughs> I feel, yeah, I maybe have... I'm an Uncle Raj. That's how I feel. I'm not really as Indian as I should be. Here's a thing we did. We have family movie night every Friday night. My, my family. You have to watch Kuch Kuch Hotehe. Or Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum with your kids. Like, those movies are classics, and they still stand the test of time. I watched it recently with my boyfriend, yeah. who's Polish, yeah. a.k.a. White, and he loved it. Okay, I, I will make note of those. Do you remember a film called Umar, Akbar, and Anthony? Do you remember that one? No. That's an older one. So that's like, I forgot, 60s, 70s. Who's in it? Like Amita uh, Bachchan or something? Yeah, yeah. Amita Bachchan's okay. in it, and one of the okay. con- one of the Kannas. Like, I, you know, I, like I, my last name's Kanna. Although I say, oh, yeah, yeah, I, say yeah. I say Kana here in Canada because I Kana. used to go by Kana and I didn't like Kana. it. And then no one could pronounce it. And then I know the proper pronunciation is Kana and I've Kana. sort of assimilated it to Kana because I think it's easier for the whites to say Kana and because of Ratha Khan. Yeah, but it's actually when my my Indian relatives hear me sit, tell someone it's it's uh, Kana, they're like, that means dinner. Kana time. Ah! Really? <laughs> I've been made funny. fun of. Yeah, but uh, that's a little secret for the whites listening right now. It's not exactly how I you love pronounce that. my last name. Yeah. I think that, you know, you are, even though sometimes you feel like you're not as Indian as you are, don't forget that you are still a visual representation of, cor- of oh. it. People look at you and they're like, that is a brown man. Well, you know, it's funny you say this. I moved to Edmonton and uh, the pandemic starts and uh, I start wearing the mask in the grocery stores. And I, uh-huh. no- I noticed some of the older white people in Edmonton are looking at me. They're not wearing they, them. They always do. I know. And I realize I'm like, are they looking at me because I'm wearing a mask? Or are they looking at me the mm. way they usually look at me? I forgot about the gaze that you get as a person of color in the grocery store. And I find it I find it more rare now, but when it happens, it feels shocking. You're like, oh right, racism is alive and thriving yes. in these parts of the world. Yes. Well, particularly no offense to my fellow Albertans, but it's 
it's definitely feels it feels present here, even though there's a large immigrant population. You mentioned you were here uh, for the Junos. Have you spent much time in Edmonton or Calgary, Alberta? Yeah, I'm always in Alberta. It seems like like when I when I was on Drag Race, there's a local gay club in Calgary called Twisted Element. They had me like four times during the season. I went back after the season. I played an Edmonton music festival. I'm there for the stamp. I'm in Calgary Stampede on July 12th at Badlands with Pablo Vitar. I'm coming back to Calgary at the end of August to do the comedy festival. Oh, okay. And, uh, so it's like, I, uh, Alberta loves me. Yeah. No, I, and I, I love it there. Like, because I'm there for like little blips, I never f- have that uncomfortable feeling. Oh, I was uh, going to, I was going to ask you if you feel as you travel around the country, cause I think Canada has vibes. The East Coast Canada has, a vibe. has vibes. Yeah. So do you feel a vibe when you come to the prairies or no? You've been here so like, much. You've... I feel like a good vibe. I like it. Like it's a cool it's a vibe. good vibe. Okay. I'm, okay. I, I'm into it. I think that like because I'm going to perform in my safe space, which is usually a gay bar um, or like a music festival where it's like I'm being hired to be Priyanka to perform. Yeah. There's a bubble. Like I live in such a bubble of like this is so much fun. Like what's racism? What's homophobia? Whatever, you know, cause it's yes. like, I'm so celebrated, but it, it, I went to Mexico with my boyfriend at the end of January, un career related, just him and I going to go take a couple days in Mexico. And when we were on the airplane with like all the Karens and all the Bobs, yeah, cause that's what they do. They like, they work to have vacation in, mm-hmm. in, in hot countries. I was like, this is uncomfortable for me. Did you go to a resort by chance? I went to a resort. Yeah, I don't like that. So I've been to two for uh, my wedding anniversary and then a wedding, my brother-in-law's wedding. And we stayed at resorts, and I find that uncomfortable. I find oh. it because the the working, the labor population at these places is all residents, and it feels un. I feel uh, sorry. I overthink about things. I think. Uh, yeah. And I and I and I I don't. I'm not comfortable when I think other people are uncomfortable, um, and 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 are being exploited. It's a weird tick I have. I don't like seeing other humans exploited. I don't know what that says that's about a, me. That's not, a, that's not a bad tick to have. No, I think it's okay. I was being a bit uh, facetious. But yeah, I didn't like it, and I would never go again, I've decided, because also I came back with like a bizarre virus. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. My thing is, oh, wow. uh, uh, yeah, I don't like... That's a whole like, other podcast. It's a whole other episode of the show. But yeah, so did you, So yeah, I, did you feel uncomfortable at the resort because of that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is what it is to feel uncomfortable as like a queer POC person. I try not to victimize myself too much. My mom raised me to be like, you are brown. You are. Shocker. But that will never, ever be the reason why you don't get a job or why you're not good enough. Just go apply yourself and go fucking kill it. And throughout my, my career, I had so much success with this mantra to not be like, oh, they're not ha- ha- hiring me because I'm a brown person. Oh, they're not this because I'm a brown person. I was like, I don't give a fuck what color it, it, it is, baby. I'm going to go get that job. And I did. Yeah. So now, the older you get, the more educated you get, the more ignorant you get. Sorry, the less I- I- ignorant you get in terms of like what you learn about racism and, and being in these spaces. You're like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend wants to hold my hand on this resort in Mexico and I feel uncomfortable because it's all what white people from Texas, Alberta, yeah. even some Ontario, like it's all, it's everywhere. And I'm like, I, the last thing that I want to be called is some sort of slur sure. and it ruined my whole vacation. So it's almost like I want to hide from everyone to protect my peace. Yeah. 
when really I should be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm holding your hand because I, lo- I love you and I want to do this. And w- if someone calls us something, who cares? Like that is also me protecting my peace. So, but but, but, but you're also uh, mingling and enjoying the spoils of the colonizers. That's the yeah. other. That's the feeling I had. I'm like, oh fuck, I am with all the white people, and they're the ones who are like, this is weird. I didn't like it. I didn't. I was thinking about the land thing. use. Anyway, I. I'm just telling you, I overthink. I enjoyed myself. It was fun, but afterwards you reflect. You're like, what the hell was that? Uh, Do you what, overthink in in your relationship with your wife too? No, it's my anniversary today. Oh my god, happy anniversary! How many years? Sixteen. Holy shit. 16 of the wedding stuff and then add another, what was it, five, six, uh, six, five, five, five. So been together, uh, what did I just say, 21 years. And what's the secret? Uh, she is very patient. Yeah, patient. <laughs> she is very supportive and patient and I am, uh, I try to be the same, but I lucked out. I think, uh, you know, you yourself, a creative person, uh, those of us who create things and are striving to create things in this fractured time, uh, you know, it takes a lot of time, extra time. It does. It's beyond your eight to five, nine to five job. So I got two kids. Yeah, it's it's a balancing act, I, th- I would say. But I attribute all of my uh, success and ability to do things to my wife, who's very supportive. We we balance each other out. We cook together. We we clean together. We raise the kids together. All that stuff. Uh, it's That's a so cute. but but she's very supportive and loving of uh, whatever decisions uh, I make. And so, yeah, the secret is, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Unconditional love. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. How'd you meet? We met uh, at uh, the University of Guelph. Uh, We, uh, she and I both did our, uh, we're doing our master's degree. So she's from uh, Edmonton, Mm -hmm. went to the U of A. I went to the, I'm from Cambridge, Ontario. Whoa, yeah, you are. Can you tell? No. <laughs> so yeah. I'm from Cambridge. I'm from Cambridge, Ontario. I did a degree at the University of Guelph, took a break, and then applied to the University of Alberta, got in for okay. their master's program, and went to check out the campus. And then op- I was in a relationship uh, here uh, in Ontario that was kind of on and off. And because it was back on again, I opted not to go to Alberta. But if I had, my wife and I, my now wife and I, would have missed each other. We would I would have gone to Alberta and she would have come to Guelph and we had never would have met which I find weird. We would have gone to the opposite cities. Instead, I stayed because of the relationship I was in at the time and, and also because they gave me a lot of money at the scholarship for the Guelph. Thank and Al- you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I stayed and then we, we met and then uh, that my relationship I was in and the, her, her long-distance relationship fizzled and then we, uh, yeah, got together. Thanks for asking. I'm sorry. This isn't supposed to be about me. I didn't mean to I don't do mind this. at all. I'm so yeah. curious about your life and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So then, yeah, we we, we, yeah, we started seeing each other towards the end of the uh, end of our degree and uh, been together ever since. Wow. What about you and your uh, your man friend there? We um, met the winter of 2020. I messaged him in March 2020 before the big, the old pandemic kind of locked us all down. And I was looking to get a tattoo cover up. Uh, I posted on my Instagram saying, hey, like, anybody know of any great tattoo artists I can cover this up? And he wrote back saying, I'm your man. Oh. And I was like, okay, great. This is what I, I was very big business. So this is what I want. This is what I blah, 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 blah. And we like planned for me to go down in, in March. He lives like a, he lived in an hour outside of Toronto. Yeah. And the pandemic hit and then we never really like talked. And then I went to go. They announced Canada's Drag Race and, 
And in his perspective, he always says like, oh, I was like never going to see this person ever again. Like there's no way that, you know, Priyanka is going to be like, yeah, I want a tattoo now. But he, in his mind, he was like, oh, she's too famous for me. Right. You were already, and you were then, already famous Priyanka at that point, of course. Yeah. It was like right out. It was like basically, I, I want a ta- tattoo lockdown, then drag race announcement. And it was like, right. okay, this right. is, it's, it's blown up. Yeah. And then after drag race and the couple, like the fallout months of like partying and like celebrating the win and just being crazy, crazy, crazy person i was at home in whippy with my mom and we're just like chilling and then she's like okay like what does your next year look like and i was like i'm like work work on myself you know get this tattoo covered up go to the gym more all the new year's resolution stuff that that we all want to do come december 31st and i was i i was like oh what was that tattoo artist's name again like What's his name? Like, what? I gotta find him. And, you know, then finally I messaged him and I was like, Hey, are you still doing tattooing? Even though, you know, things are shut down. He's like, Oh, actually, like in our district, like it's not shut down. You can like come over and, and get the tattoo. And I was like, Hey, I actually want something else now. And he, he was like, Because it's your bigger tattoo, I actually happen to be in Toronto. Like, do you want to meet, meet up and put the stencil on so you could see how, how, how you like it? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Whatever, dude. Like, see you soon. Hmm. And then when I saw him for in person for the first time, I was like, damn, this guy's fucking hot. <laughs> nice. He definitely washes his balls. Right. Oh, it's, oh right. He's Polish. He's Polish. That's so, that's 50-50 on the balls washing right there. If you I, never know. If I can you be if I can be just a little racist, that's uh that's 50-50. <laughs> if I can be a little racist for a second. Um and then from there, you know, we were very flirty. We hit it off. And then it's been two and a half years since our, our year three is in December. Well, like it's coming. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. It's really fun. Like it's not what people tell your relationships are. It's not what the media portrayed relationships are as. How so? What's the distinction? No, they, no one ever tells you that like it's a, it's a true partnership and like it's a best friend like that you gain. Right. And, and no one tells you that. No. And when I think back on how I answered your question, that's, that's, that's it also. My best friend and I yeah. are working. The thing is, when you have the children, the relationship changes because it's a, you're like, oh, this is actually now sort of a job. Like yeah. you have tasks and roles and responsibilities to other people and you're managing them. If I may sound, I don't mean to sound like a cold parent here, but that's part of, okay, we got to get the, there's a schedule, there's food, we got to do a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. And then you need a partner for that. My wife went away actually to Ontario for about uh, seven days uh, a month ago. And yeah, it was very difficult, I will say. Like, it was very yeah. hard because I, I was missing my my partner. And so um, that's nice. So a uh, similar question for you. What is, is this, well, it's two questions. Is this the longest relationship you've been in? And, and secondly, what's what do you think the secret is uh, for you? Three years, mm. three years in. Um, yes, this is the longest relationship I've been in. Um, the, uh, the guy before him, he was like an on and off for a couple of years where it was just very toxic. Get together. I love you. Break up because I'm, I'm jealous of how he gives me anxiety. Mm. He wants to be with me. I don't want to be with him. I want to be with him. He wants to be with me. Yeah. It's like, you know, all these drama and forth bullshit. Yeah. Drama. And that's what you kind of think our relationship is based on what the media told us anyway. So yeah, I'm no drama. Connor. We, don't, we don't have drama. That's the other thing no. I will say. The, the relationship, not anymore. The relationship I was alluding to that preceded my, the one with my now wife. 
I think I was broken up with seven, eight times. Wow. And I was like, and I was always like, well, I was always heartbroken, but I was like, I don't have any problems here. Uh -uh. Except for the fact that you keep dumping me. Yeah. I'm good. And for some reason, my self-esteem and whatever else was like, and I just didn't stand up for myself, maybe. Yeah. I think one of the times I'm like, okay, fine. Maybe this is finally done. And then it just kept... It's just toxic, happening. I guess. Toxic and and it's like toxic thing, yeah. But I'm friendly now with that person, and they often express regret about how does your partner feel about that? I think okay. No, I know okay. It's fine. I'm, what do we? What, she's again like we're adults. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if we were teenagers or whatever. I mean, I think it's good. I mean, I think, yeah. I don't make a big deal about it because I I do think it would be strange too. But yeah. I just mean, for me, it was a sign of maturity. Okay, here's the thing. For like 10 years, no contact. I'm like, I that was horrible. I don't want to do this. And then as you get older, as I get older, I'm like, why am I... I'm, I started to worry that I was holding on to the anger uh, a little bit. And then, you know, it was a small town. So when you run into each other, I'm like, why should I be angry at this person? It shouldn't matter to me. Fair, 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 so fair. That's fair, how fair, I feel it's now. It's done. It's over. Yeah, it's done. So I don't actually yeah. have... When you ask, I get what you're asking because it can be awkward, but I'm like, I have not, I don't have those feelings anymore. And frankly, that was a formative time in my life. Um, and you, it, breakups are weird, Priyanka, because uh, you uh, have uh, lost someone that you, that knows everything about you. Yes. And uh, on the one hand, when that ends, you're like, well, that ends. Uh, on the other, it's like it is losing like one of your best friends, and then you, uh, I think, ideally healthily, if we were all pretty healthy, you would have some measure of reconciliation with the person who used to be your absolute best friend, uh, because you know each other so well. I can see yeah. how some relationships would struggle under that tension, but I don't, I just don't have the exact same feeling, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. I, I, that ex, the, uh, uh, the on and off ex toxic toxic guy like by like 2020 that was like we were dating 2017 when i first started drag by 2020 i was like who are you dating now he's like oh, i'm dating this guy I was like, oh i'm dating this guy like yeah. we would be able to share this like yes. beautiful understanding that like although we weren't we didn't work we didn't work out together because the combination was very toxic we could still root each other on in our in our respective relationships which i think is so cool yeah it does take a bit of like time for like my like for like my current partner. Like he was like, "What friends with your ex? Like that doesn't make sense." And I know. I like, well, yeah. we're not friends. We're not going to the movies. Yeah, like yeah. we're not like holding each other's hands and going shopping every week- weekend. But there is just like there's just no hate there. Like it's just like That's... he's doing him. I support him. He supports me. He loves you know you. He wants to meet you one day. But we we don't live near each other. But you know what I mean? Like like, like there just isn't openness. And I think like to answer your question about like what is the secret. It's, I mean, the secret is, is like trying to not get offended when your partner's being vulnerable. Yeah. There's that part. That's like, it's, it's communication is the, is the blanket statement for that. But just to be like a little bit more specific is mm-hmm. that like, that is like to put your pride aside and have your partner tell you something that you're kind of in your head, like, I don't care about this or like, this is not a big deal. This is a non-issue for me to have to like put your pride aside and like try to understand their their, their perspective and how they feel yeah. about, about things is the secret, in my but, humble opinion. I think also as you get older, ideally you become a bit more self-aware. And yeah, true. In my thirties, 
I observed about myself that I, because, you know, despite what I was saying about that previous relationship, I do stand up for myself. And I also, unfortunately, uh, have no poker face. If I'm uncomfortable, if I'm upset, you see it on my, everyone says this about me. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, my work colleagues are like, I can see you, even if you're not shaking, <laughs> even if you're not shaking your head, Vish. Like it's shaking. Uh, it's like, like we, know. Uh, we know, and so I, if we ever played poker, Priyanka, you would clean my clock. I don't have. Oh, 100%. I can't. Well, maybe you would anyway. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I can't fake it. So my point is, in my 30s, I realized I had, including the ex, two or three what I would call sort of dormant, but within me, like a few grudge matches with people. Because mm-hmm. I stand up for myself and I don't take bullshit. And if someone does something to, uh, wrong me or my friends, I can hang on to that distance of like, I'm not, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to forget it. I have the uh, memory of an elephant. But in my 30s, I'm like, I'm going to quash all grudge matches. It's not mm. healthy. I feel like it's 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 always going to be there if I don't quash this. So in a little bit of selfishness, I I quashed the grudge matches that I could, and I said, "Look, that. I know we've had our difficulties. I don't think this is healthy. If we're in the same room together, why don't we just be civil, or I whatever?" Agree. And I did it, and and most of them worked out. Or or I the, love that. And I think that's a that's where I'm coming from with what what we're both talking about. I think the exes, yeah, the exes, my mom taught me this lesson like like i i like when you're younger as you just said like you really hold on to those those dramas and and those traumas drama and trauma drama trauma yeah yeah i totally agree with you like but my partner was like oh i didn't know so-and-so was dating so so and so like you know and i was like oh yeah i knew a month ago he's like oh well why why, why didn't you tell me and i'm like because like i don't want to bring bad energy into my house Mm -hmm. like i don't care about those people like those people like those people don't matter it doesn't it doesn't really do anything for us to gossip about those people and i think that's kind of the heart of it is when you have a relationship in a weird in your community it's a public thing and then when mm-hmm. it ends there's intrigue about it but it's kind of nosiness yeah it's very I personal agree. and 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 then people want to know oh and then they see you talking once you're in new relationships what does that mean well it means nothing or it, no. i mean it can sorry i understand that sometimes people rebound and uh, whatnot but uh I don't know. I think a lot of it's mired in like sexual people like projecting sexual tension on things. Yeah. When again, a relationship is more than that. It's an emotional it and intellectual yeah. connection that you miss as much as anything, right? Um so 100%. anyway, why am I I'm not an expert on these things. I love this. This is a great conversation. Okay, I'm good. Obsessed. I just I didn't I don't want to I, I appreciate that and I appreciate your insights on it. You mentioned your mother. Uh I know in my upbringing uh with the uh, immigrant parents they had certain expectations about what I would become, who I was. Oh, what what do they think you're going to become? A doctor, doctor, lawyer, arranged marriage. Um, yeah, okay. Growing up, a lot of I would say cultural. Sorry, are your parents? Are you first generation uh, in Canada yourself? You and your? Do you have siblings? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, okay. yes, 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 yes. So uh, I don't know about you, but I had the thing where my parents were new to the country and had children, and then uh, very immigranty. Like, I mean, they had jobs and they did all the stuff. But when we would come home, it felt like I was in India. Hindi was spoken, Indian food. Wow. A lot of nationalism. Oh, India is the greatest. Let's watch Indian movies. And then when I would go to school, I would smell like Indian food on my clothes. Yeah. Yes, you would. And, and, but, I would but I was relatively like, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I was relatively popular in every school. Everyone seemed to know who I was yeah. and I was friendly and all that stuff. But... 
really felt that clash. Uh, did you have any of that, like uh, your home life and your your Canadian school life, if you will? Like the- yeah, I was very like, I mean, at home, especially I spent so much time with my grandmother too. It'd be like, you know, Bollywood movies, chicken curry, roti all the time and very, just very culture, like just what they knew best. And, and, and now as an adult, I love that shit. Like, if I could eat some dal and rice, that's all I want now. Now, it, as a kid, yeah. oh, I'm fucking, I'm fucking obsessed. As a kid, <laughs> I like, you know, you fight it because I remember being mad that my mom didn't pack me a bologna sandwich to school. It's insane. So there's hot chicken curry in your fucking thermos, you little ungrateful child. It's insane. And you're crying because yeah, it's so insane. It's yeah. the brainwash of wanting to fit in. Yeah, a- um, absolutely. But but now. Seeing how North Americanized people have become, I really, really wish that we appreciated those moments more. Like, you know, like going home and like, you know, your house is, is, is your mom's cooking a fresh pot of whatever the most spices she could put in a pot and all the windows are closed and all your fucking clothes are going to smell. <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? Like yeah. as, as annoying as it is and, and as embarrassing as it is growing up in Canada for a kid to be like, you smell like, garbage you fucking whatever they would call us growing up i think that like i definitely struggled with it i i didn't know any better as a kid and then as i got older i started to hide you know my culture and became more you know white tried to become more white yeah and it's funny because now that i'm where i am in my life now all what i ever talk about is being brown yeah. And, and, and brown people food and, and, and how important it is and, and blah, 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 blah. Because like these kind of conversations weren't the conversations they were having back then because they had nothing to compare it to. Like exact same, exact same yeah. relationship. I, I, did you grow up in Toronto? I grew up in Whitby. Whitby, like just five minutes outside. Yeah. Oshawa, Whitby area kind of thing. Right. So, uh, yeah. blue collar, small town, Cambridge, ostensibly, it's an hour from Toronto, but sort of like, in the not a suburb of Toronto but kind of um so I grew up in that small town and then went to university and, and had the exact same experience of you of kind of like I don't want to be Indian I, yeah. why can't we just order subway or fast yeah. food <laughs> or pizza yeah. yeah and then I would go to, I went to university and it didn't happen in high school and to be honest I didn't feel that different in high school because it was there were a lot of um uh, whatever it was, it was a, a cultural milieu of backgrounds yeah. and whatnot. I didn't feel that othered, if you will, to use a word from university from twenty years ago. But my point okay. is, uh, I get to university, and then these university students, uh, my fellow students, would be like, "Wow, so did you get to have? You grew up in your parents from India? Did you have Indian food like all the time? That must have been amazing." I'm like, it, "Yeah, it, it, you think so?" They're like, "Yeah." And then I would go home for the weekends, uh, uh, living with whoever I was living with, and I would come back smelling like the Indian food again. Of course. And then sometimes my parents would give me Indian food. Yep. And the the white roommates would be like, "Can I have some of that? Can I have some?" And then yeah, they would mow it, and I'd, I'd be a, bit, a little embarrassed initially. And then I'd observe these people like a sociologist, like an anthropologist, the whites yeah. just mowing the food. And then I tell my parents who'd ask, "Did you eat the food?" I'm like, "Well, I ate some of it, my." roommates ate most of it they'd like the canadians like the indian food yeah they were baffled anyway i didn't realize yeah, that, I had- it's so funny like that that makes like that 
makes my, my mom and, and me like the happiest when like yes. my friends are over and, and, and there's like there's my kind of food and they're all enjoying it and it means so much to them. But did it surprise your mom or your parents? When yes. You were, oh yeah. my God. Totally. Yeah. It was yeah. even shocking to me. Like <laughs> I brought a bunch of friends over to my house in Whitby to my mom cooked curry and doll and all everything for them. And they they couldn't believe what they're eating. They're just like this is like this is the best food I've ever had in my life. Yeah, and and I I as I reflect on it, my just the shock. My mom will still ask if I say we bought like I did it the other day. I was trying to tell you earlier that we have family movie night. And, oh, okay. And the closest I've come to showing them a movie uh, based in India, unfortunately, we got into India. I love Indiana Jones. Okay. Uh, that's a big thing for me. But I've and my kids have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade. But I didn't want to show them Temple of Doom. I don't. Do you know these movies at all? I know them. I haven't watched them. So, so Temple of Doom is uh, based in India, and there are so okay. many. Okay, so that came out in the whatever early to mid eighties, and it was traumatizing for me because everyone saw it, and there's a dinner banquet scene. Uh huh. And I don't want to spoil too much uh, for it, but it's a complete George Lucas bullshit uh, iteration of what he thought white audiences would think Indian people were like. And so oh, people no. are eating... Should I tell you? Spoiler alert? Yeah, tell me, tell me. Spoiler so the, alert, the, let's the do it. So the banquet comes out, they're in this Indian palace, and the, serve, the they get served uh, snakes. Now, what happens is it's a cooked... Uh, apparently a cooked boa constrictor and the way they serve the meal they slice open the constrictor and a bunch of <gasps> baby snakes fly oh. out of it and then indians are shown eating it uh they're eating uh giant uh, beetles just like sucking mm. out the guts of the beetles and then dessert monkey brains monkey heads are brought to the table the head the scalp is removed which is a whole other form of fucking craziness and then uh they they're eating chilled monkey brains but that doesn't actually happen none of that is a real thing that indian people that eat but growing up that's what i had to deal with you guys have monkey brains for dinner and you're like jesus fucking george lucas why i know spielberg's involved too but that's lucas has a thing with confusing you know remember jar jar binks remember that guy yeah yeah yeah. he's weird with the racism uh the stereotyping it's like so bizarre anyway why was i talking about this so i decided we also tend to eat out order takeout on movie night so i said you know okay, you, I love that. you know what we're gonna do kids i'm gonna order indian food so because we're gonna show you a movie and it's disturbing in many ways i hope you can handle it let me know if you want me to shield your eyes or turn it off but there's gonna be a scene and I don't want you to think that's what Indian food is. I know they don't think that. Right. So we had an Indian buff. It was amazing. I had Indian food recently mm. for the first time. And my measure of good food is if it's as good as my mom's. And this was close. And was it? Close. It was close. Yeah, it's never as good as your mom's, but it's, it, it could get it's close. It's something that. about the recipes, I think. And, uh, and, the, and the Anyway, it's great. I'll give them a plug. In Edmonton, go to Why Not Indian. I don't know why they called it that. It's like the letter Y, not Indian. And there's... There's no good, there's no bad answer. 
Why not? I'll Indian? try it. I yeah. love Indian if, food. If you're, if you're, Indian food for me is different. Like I'm West Indian, so yes. mine's more like Caribbean inspired food. Yeah. Our curries are more like salty and spicy versus creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, and our dolls are very like it's just lentil soup essentially, but like seasoned with like oil and jeera and all that stuff. Oh, nice. Um, it's very spicy. Um, so Indian food, like traditional India from India food, is 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 like a treat for me. Yeah, Even yeah. though I am a brown person, is different. <laughs> but the food is different. It's a different experience. <laughs> so you grew up, uh, and it sounds like your your parents had. This, it was, sounds like we had very similar trajectories. They were yes cognizant that you were trying to fit in and and whatnot. And and I hope they were. I can't tell if mine were. They were just like you will be this. India is the best. <laughs> Right, India and, forever. I, and I'd say, why did you leave India if it was the best? And that's when I became a punk because they didn't give me ah. a good answer. They'd be like, well, it's better standard of living here. And I'm like, so then why is India the best? <laughs> Explain these yeah. things to me. Why do you believe in Hinduism? Like, wh- what is that? Why are we doing these right. pujas and whatnot? Well, we just do them. And then I became like, I'm going to question things. My main point here is you've, you've alluded to what it was like growing up. Did you face challenges with your parents about who you were and who you wanted to be? Uh, because I was always interested in the media, and I got I, I, as much as I did university and did English degrees, I knew I was obsessed with this kind of thing, talking, interviewing, music, arts, comedy, culture, and that my parents were very worried. They just wanted me to have money and stability, and so and they wanted me to marry an Indian girl. Absolutely, uh-huh. you know, Indian girl. By the way, my sister came out. If I might, yeah, she's out. I don't have to hide this anymore. And it was like tr- my mom actually had a heart episode. Like it was that severe of a situation um, for my parents. No. Yeah. And I don't want to be like I'm that. I'm not surprised. Yeah. But. Yeah. So uh, sorry. I don't, this has really been a lot about me. And I'm sorry, Priyanka. My, I love it. I appreciate that. I appreciate your empathy towards uh, hearing stories like, like mine as I well. I relate. Yeah. No, I know you do. So can you talk a little bit about. What it was like actually becoming yourself in your household, mm. if you will, because you've got a lot of the same things as me. Media, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think like it was it was inter- interesting because like a- a- anything to do with my sexuality was grouped together in like oh he's just trying to be on t- TV. It's like why is he flamboyant? Oh, it's because he's like he- he's an entertainer. Oh, why doesn't he have a girlfriend? Oh, it's because he's so busy you know, trying to get a career. Where's Mark? Or when are you getting married? Oh, after, you know, he gets his big TV job. So no one, it's not that like the defense was always like, okay, this guy's gay. Okay. No, he's working hard. He must be, Hmm. you know, blah, 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 blah. So that was interesting for me to go through because then it became, I believe that I believe that for a long time. I mean, I suppressed my sexuality so de- de- deeply that I didn't really think about whether or not I was gay. I mean, I obviously had some thoughts and, and I was hoping that like I was going to be a bisexual person and I would like have a wife and then have like guys on the side. Like I, it was very just like whatever's easiest to not like make noise, you know? And then what, what did you move out of your parents' house and you have a lot of clarity? That's when I was like, shit, literally these words I said to myself, shit, I'm gay. And I felt my stomach drop into my, like, soul, out of my ass, onto the floor. And I was very nervous because I was like, maybe I'll still have this wife and maybe I'll still, like, not have to go through this. And my parents at the time never questioned it. They, they didn't, they never asked me that they, they, they didn't care. But for me personally, it wasn't until I met someone and fell in love with them that I was like, oh shit, 
I must be gay. Like this is this, if I could feel this way about man, like I am. I was born this way, baby. Like this is happening. How old were you at this time? I was. When was this? I think this was like 2013, 2014. So 10 year, years ago now. Uh-huh. So 23. You were 23 years old. And had uh-huh. you already begun your career in the, uh, as a host? I was already TV? working on TV. Yeah, yeah I was already working. Yeah. And I was still in the closet. Right. And that makes me sad. Like that, that I was, uh, the reason why I didn't come out is because I was so nervous that I wouldn't get a job. And like to the outside eye, they're like, no, that makes no sense. Isn't the indus- industry full of gays? Like it's still run by straight white men with ties on. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's not all gay people that run it. Like, yes, they might cast the flamboyant boy and big personality person on the air, but at the end of it, it's still all those straight homophobic people. Maybe not now, but back then it was. And then when I fell in love with this guy, I was like, shit, this is happening. So then I, I ended up coming out to my mom, and my mom was like, don't feel like you ever have to explain your sexuality to people. Like, it's just none of their business. Like, if you want to talk Wonderful. about it, talk about it. But like, yeah. don't feel like, you know... And then, But then she did the thing that, like, a lot of West Indian parents would do and, and Indian parents did she's like just don't tell your dad yet right because it makes it her life e- e- easier right That's your dad in particular about. huh dad in particular yeah I feel like and in my case my sister told both at the same time yeah which is amazing yeah I was like I was okay with it because I didn't really care I was like yeah sure whatever at least I'm out, I'm out to some buddy here here I go living my life again yeah and then I went on and I was fine. And it wasn't until I was on Drag Race that, that we told my dad and they, basically the entire family was like, he quit his kid's TV job. He's now in this drag competition show. And now he's a drag queen. And he's gay. Like, let's watch the show. And a lot of my family watched season one. Like, everyone did. Wow. And it, it's been an interesting journey because although it was tough and although I, I, I was in the closet and although, like, you know, my uncles would, like, tease me growing up, I still had an easier time with it than a lot of people because I wasn't shunned. I, I, I was accepted and like they, they all celebrated me winning this big show. And, and I, I, I feel like the only thing I did wrong was not tell my dad sooner because he yeah. must have felt left out, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, almost a trust thing. I know my parents struggled with it uh, in all sorts of ways. And I won't get into it because I think they've come a long way. They were shocked right. and there was a thing. I will say this and I... and um I think they they were worried it was about them. Something they yeah, had course. done to cause this, if you will. I'll leave it at that. I don't I think they've evolved and, and they're good with it uh now, but when my sister told me I didn't react the best because I'm like, Oh shit, my parents are not gonna handle this well. I married white. Right. Or I'm dating at the time, I'm dating a white woman. This is already bad. This is like blowing their minds. They can't handle this. And now you're going to say this, my, our poor parents. But that was the wrong attitude to have, I think. And then I realized that after, because they would want to talk to me about my sister. Of course. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. This is, it's completely normal. Like, it's fine. And they just couldn't reconcile that. So, but it sounds like you had a really supportive reaction. It was. Yeah. yeah. That's great. It was. And, and my mom really drove the, the car for that yeah. one. You know, she was very vocal about, like, my son is gay. And if you have anything to say about it, go fuck yourself. Like, she was very, everyone. There, 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 there was no space for anyone to show any kind of hate because it was very just like, you know, if people would tell their homophobic jokes, she would like shut it down immediately. Like it was very, I was very protected. Well, that's amazing. The other side of it for me, as I alluded to, was vocational concern. Mm-hmm. You are arguably the queen of all Canadian media right now. Thank you. Just so people don't 
get it twisted. What are you, how would you classify the, or rather, can you categorize? No, that's also the wrong thing. Can you enumerate <laughs> all of the things you currently are doing? Because I don't want to miss anything wow. while I'm starting. There's so many things this year. This year is a different kind of year. This is a big content ma- 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 making year. Yes. It's, I'm working on my new album and have releasing a bunch of new singles. So there's the musician arm. Angle. Angle yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm also an actor and I was in, I'm in Glamorous with Kim Cattrall that comes out on June 22nd. I'm also a lead in a movie that's coming out. I'm also in a Christmas movie with Christina M- M- Milian and Pentatonic. So there's that arm. Amazing. I'm also a live performer, so I'm constantly on tour, touring my music. I'm playing the Calgary Stampede. I'm playing mm-hmm. that comedy festival. I'm playing Saskatchewan Jazz Fest. I'm playing Ohio this weekend. Um, I played uh, LA last month. Like I'm always performing, which is amazing. The Hillside I'm, Festival, Hillside Festival in my Hillside, home, hometown, yes, Guelph. Guelph. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm also gonna have a YouTube series. I'm I'm actually filming my first YouTube video today, where I just like talk shit, react to some old kids TV stuff, react to some drag race videos, just kind of like keep keep on entertaining people. I'm also a special correspondent on eTalk, mm-hmm. uh, which is so cool, this, especially this year. This year for that to happen, like I get to be on drag, I get to be on the show in drag, I get to be, be, be in the show out of drag. I'm doing that as well. And there's so many things that are also coming that I can't even talk about, which is really cool too, because like... It's funny, like when you're the date, when you are the person that is happening to, you're like, God damn, like, am I doing enough? Are things happening? But to you, you're like, you do everything, girl, like you're fine. Yeah. And then I forget that I'm sitting on all these really cool secrets that are about to come out that are going to be big deals. So tune in to find out. Yeah, that's that's fair. Now, and you're also uh, you got a podcast. I have a podcast called Famous This Week, which I actually am on hiatus right now. Um, I want to bring it back. I love podcasting. It's so fun. I love telling stories, as you know. I love talking, as you know. Yes. Um, it's so fun. It's such a great um, escape Yeah. to feel heard. Yeah. And Instagram is... Is Instagram maybe your primary social media thing? Instagram in a way? and TikTok. Yeah. yeah Instagram yeah. and TikTok both are, are thriving. So you're corroborating what I said earlier by describing you as the queen of all media. In That's Canada, right. at least, at least forms. in Canada, maybe North America. You're in the running, I would say. I'm in the running. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm in the running for sure. Yes, I am. So back to what I was saying, because I had that resistance about even pursuing what I wanted to pursue instead of the traditional routes towards money. Um, can uh, you describe uh, what it was like to grow uh, when you started to pursue what you s- pursued in school with your parents uh, versus how they've maybe evolved on their thoughts. I think like at first my mom was very like, just do whatever makes you happy because then you'll succeed in it. Yeah. So no one ever had an issue with me doing TV stuff. Also, like I went and like I volunteered at a TV station because I wanted to see if I liked the industry. So I was already doing the, the groundwork to make sure it's something that I liked and I was succeeding there too. Like they put me on their local TV show. I was the host of this show and I was editing this story. So for my parents there, they were like, Oh, my son's being so celebrated in, in this smaller form. It's for sure going to happen for him when, oh, he nice. gets out, when he goes to school. So yeah. it's almost like school wasn't the, 
was wasn't a shock. It wasn't a shock that I wanted to go to TV school because from the age of fifteen, I was always volunteering at the TV station. So okay, and that's what I tell all people is that like the reason why your parents are sometimes shocked about what you want to do is because sometimes you don't lead with that. Like, hey, mom, oh. I want to be a singer, and parents are like, when the hell did when when <laughs> like when did you all of a sudden want to be a singer? Like, whereas like if you're constantly singing in your bedroom, posting videos of yourself singing, like you're already doing the work before you go to yeah. school for it. Yeah. Like, I feel like that is that's easy for any parent to see be a successful path because if you're doing well on that online or, or or you're booking a bunch of festivals and, and you're a local singer say like your parent is going to be like yeah this makes sense for, like i see it for you because i've shown you well it's one thing to to not be surprised that that's what we end up doing but the doubt i faced about what i wanted to do and like i'd ask for lessons to play music and it was very hard to get to yes. it like i play music uh, and I, I made many records with various people and play drums and, 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 and all that sort of stuff. But it wasn't, I had to kind of hide it a little bit, I feel like, from my parents. They, they were disapproving of it. Um, did you have, did you express, you mentioned music. We've talked a little bit about your media and TV stuff. Um, did you pursue music much as a teenager or as a child? No. no. The music thing was something that I always wa- wa- wanted to like subconsciously do. Like I, I like took guitar lessons. I was so bad at that. I... <laughs> I asked to go to dance. My mom said no. So then I like locked myself in my bedroom and taught myself how to pick up choreography off of music vid- vid- videos. Cause I, well, one, I had the time to like, what else was I doing as a kid? Yeah. And two, I was just like, I want to be good at this. Cause I want to be a big pop star one day. And that was my, my big underlying guilty pleasure of a dream that I never re- really voiced. Like, it was always like, I want to I be on TV. I want to be an entertainment host. I want to I- interview people. Now I don't give two fucks about that shit. I want to like, I want to entertain people with my music and with performance art, not just interviewing them. Do you know why your mother said no to dance lessons? I don't know. I don't know. I have a feeling it had something to do with money. Oh, okay. That's what I would assume. I couldn't imagine based, based on like how supportive she's been for everything else. I couldn't imagine her being like, no, I don't want to put you in that because that's too gay. Like I I just simply couldn't imagine that. No, I, I, sorry. Yeah, again, you've got two but maybe. things going on. Again, I, I view most of the resistance I got as sort of practical resistance. Like, what yeah. is that? Why would you waste your time doing that when you could be doing... Read a book. Read a book or study math or whatever. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being very reductive. And I sometimes catch myself, because you become your parents a little bit. Like, yeah, you do. My son yeah, is obsessed with video games. And they're different though than when my when I played video games. It was not. It was just complete escapism, and you were, you had the parameter of like I'm going to shoot the puck at the net, and that's it. They're world building these yeah. kids. Like they're it's, it's very time. interactive, and they're on the phone with their friends, and they're and they're or whatever they're playing together online. It's social and and challenging. So I have to get over myself uh, with my. Because I just, when I picture him, he's on a Sega Genesis, like the way I was. Of course, just like playing Sonic. (laughs) Yeah, but he's up there actually like, look what I built, look what I made. And And, and, and those are like cool accomplishments too, right? Yeah. In a different way. I'm trying to be mindful of not being like my parents, but also like, you can't help but worry a little bit about your kids and what they're doing with their time. So in any case, I appreciate this. You mentioned going to Ohio. Yes, on uh, Sunday. Which is great, but... As we're speaking, and you probably get asked these questions all the time, mm-hmm. America in particular. America. Pretty fucked and up. And Canada. And Canada. Can- it's bad here, too. People Both. have been showing up with, like, swastikas in, like, Guelph and shit. Like, 
people. It is Guelph, bad. Ontario? Maybe. Sarnia, Guelph, yeah. all those places. Like, there's, like, protests outside. All Like, a lot of, like, the local drag queens who just put on their little shows for the little communities have had to cancel their shows because of the threats that they've gotten. And... I mean, it's all because, like, it's been sensationalized in, me- me- in media. and in American churches. media in particular, yeah. Yeah, and the churches are, like, fun, like raising money to, like, fly themselves to places to protest drag shows. It breaks my heart, honestly. Like, yeah, okay, we're scared and, and whatever, whatever, whatever. It's just such a step backwards. The thing that's so fucked up to me is I'm on eTalk. I've been on billboards all around the city. I won Canada's Drag Race. I've done so many things. I've been in so many commercials. So normal. I never heard a peep out of anybody about any sort of hate. And now all of a sudden, three years later, it's like this beast of hate has been awakened in in the church communities, in the conservative communities, in the Republican communities. And it's fucking annoying. Like, if if anything else, it's fucking annoying. Because we're not going anywhere. We're still going to be here. We're still going to be put on the drag show. We're still going to be fighting for, for the rights. The pride parades are not going anywhere. It's all going to happen. So don't waste your time. Stay at home and don't protest us because you're wasting your fucking time. That, we ain't going anywhere. That's a good outlook. But on a practical level, you said you're afraid, uh, but yeah. it also doesn't sound like it's going to stop you. I mean, like anything. the thing is, is that like if I am going to fight for my community and be a voice for my community, I cannot be scared. So I'm going to all the pride parades. I'm going to do all these gigs in, in America. And I'm asking them like, what is the escape plan when someone, it not when, if someone pulls a gun out, like where, where, where are we but going? That's really fucked up. I mean, and it's, it's realistic. It's pra- that's like, that is the practical question to ask. So is the main difference between 2020 and 2023, like, Ron DeSantis in Florida. You, it's sensationalized by the media, but like yeah. that, that that state in that country is really leading the charge on this, and it's it's just becoming fuck. I just wish it wasn't even covered um, on some level. But on the other hand, you we should definitely be paying attention because it's fascism, and yeah. you know it's taking away books, taking away information, attacking yeah. universities, attacking uh, people who are trying to find ways for people to feel galvanized and accepted. Anyway, I just went on a little rant there. Do you have any outlook on the distinction? Is that, am I arriving at the right reason, the reasons why this is happening, do you think? Yeah, you've arrived. I mean, it starts at, the root of it starts at the hate for trans people. Mm-hmm. And then it it just got flipped over to drag because of the drag queen story time. So they're like, okay, drag queens in front of children, this is an easy thing to fight. Let's go for this. So, that's what is annoying about yeah. it. So you're right. It's all it's all just like it's all attack. I, I really hope that it it will never go away. It's always there. Yeah. Um I, I, I just hope that like society do- doesn't keep pushing us out. Because like this year for the first year in seven years of being a drag queen, I don't have a a pride float. Yeah, I, for what it's worth. I, si- I have Pride Sunday in Toronto as one of you know the most famous Canadian drag queens. I'm off. Yeah, this year. and I, this makes me deeply sad that it's actually. Exactly. I don't know. We used to be more cynical about all of the kind of corporate branding. Uh, yeah, you know, it's normal to be like, well, well, we. It's. I don't know. In retrospect, it was good that companies were and 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 cities were making space and and and, and taking that supposed risk of coming across as decent 
and yeah. accepting. You know, that's the big risk now. How many totally. companies, Priyanka, have we seen post something in, in in solidarity with Pride season and then remove it because oh. of like a couple of blue check marks on Twitter complaining? Yeah, um, yeah. The spinelessness yeah. of all this is really disturbing to me. Of not, there's just no conviction. Sorry, I keep ranting with you, and I don't mean to, but no, I, I mean, I get it. Like, I, I think that, like, yeah, I, the corporation thing is what breaks my heart the most because in previous sponsorship deals that I have done, I've been very vocal about like you are coming around the mountain because it's Pride season, but what are we going to do in the fall for gay people yeah. and queer people yeah. and lesbians and trans people? What are we going to do in there? Because I'm. It's also a very lucrative time for queer pe- yeah. people too. Yeah. So it's like, get your fucking money if you can. Yeah. Um, cause already it's hard enough for a queer person to get, get a job. So yeah, it's an interesting thing, but I, I, I've done, I've tried to do my due diligence of having many meetings with previous sponsors and, and they seem to be listening. So, but I'll let you know how that pans out. Listen, I just want to say as we start to wrap up here that I appreciate everything you're doing. I appreciate the joy you're bringing people. I appreciate the joy you clearly have for life. I didn't mean to end on a dour, shitty note, but... No, I don't mind at all. It's great. It's, it's sort of part of the deal right now is is just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And I know it's yeah. impacting you and your community in a particular way that I find really disturbing and frustrating. So I appreciate your insight and something of a positive outlook about it. And um, Yes, yeah. we're going to keep going, Yeah, as we do. Now, you alluded to the fact you have secret projects coming up. I so to, many. I know. And this is usually the point of the, of the of the show where I ask people a couple, of, I do some housekeeping. Among the things I'm going to ask you to do soon is to pick a song for us to go out on from one of your latest Ooh. singles, maybe. Uh, I'm also going to ask you in a moment where people can go to learn about you and follow you and all those sorts of things. But I will start off with future plans. Uh, as much as you mm-hmm. can detail right now, is there anything like we've talked about a few of your immediate plans as we're speaking, uh, but maybe for the rest of the summer or this year, anything you want to allude to right now that we haven't gotten to? I think like I was going to manifest a few things here. Okay. I really just want to continue to entertain people and make them happy and make them laugh via YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I cannot wait for my new music to come out. I really feel like it's going to be the thing that takes me to the next level. It's going to be like, holy shit, this, this is a fucking pop star. And I'm, I want to do more acting too. It's so much fun. It was so challenging to do acting and I really can't wait to do it again. So I'm manifesting. I'm using the space to manifest as I have a candle lit in front of me. <laughs> nice. So okay. I'm so we're in, we're in seance mode or something. We're in uh, we're seance. We're bringing back the dead. <laughs> okay. Well, that's lovely. And I wish you all the best with all those things. And I, knowing you, I think they're all going to happen. Plus, we Thank just had a, we had a seance, so it's it has to um, happen. There's now. a candle lit. So there's I mean, a candle. It has yeah, to happen, has now. To happen yeah. now. So if people want to learn more about you, where would you yes. like to send them? Yes, come to my house. Just joking. Come to my um, Instagram at the Queen Priyanka, TikTok at the Queen Priyanka. I have Facebook. I have Twitter. All the same handle. If you just want a general overview, just Google Queen Priyanka, and you will find many, many things and watch many videos of me doing interesting things. Um, enjoy. I also have like all these music videos that you should probably watch too. It's the yeah. cinematic universe is so iconic. So go watch those. And that's it uncompromising and eclectic uh, pop music, if you will. Uh, I I appreciate that as well. We've been enjoying it in the house. 
Although I've had to fast forward through some things because my kids are in the minivan, you know? And I'm like, eh, it's a, oh, yeah, maybe I'm a little too much. Uh, I should pay more attention to that E beside the song there that says it's explicit. Yeah, but uh, they hear all exactly. sorts of things. It's fine. I'm kidding. Uh, my point <laughs> is, uh, uh, thank you for those things. If we can go out on a song uh, from from maybe one of your latest songs, what would you like to go out on and uh, why? Ooh, let's go out on... Can you play Bad Bitches Don't Cry? Has bitch in it. That's I can do anything I want. It's a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I, Great. Yeah. We're going to go on Bad Bitches Don't Cry. This is my latest single, and I wrote it all about a guidance counselor in high school that told me that I would never be a star. But Bad Bitches Don't Cry, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is Bad Bitches Don't Cry by Priyanka. Priyanka, this was, for me, an immense pleasure and an honor. I hope you enjoyed it, and I wish you the best of luck in the future. Thanks so much. Thank you. You're amazing. This is so fun. Non-stop party I'm living proof Got my wannabe But this perfect glass The Barbie So good at faking it Made you look I'm making it Can't stop This precious hot Cut me up like a diamond I won't stop Teardrop, teardrop Suck it up like a lollipop Let's go They told me no I'm at the top Yeah, check my flow Never let a hater Make you act like a hater Cause the bitter that you better Don't forget her to look five years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. 
Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Velour XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, it wasn't my intention for all of you to learn way more about me than you usually might on this show, but such is... What happens when you have a nice conversation with Priyanka? What a lovely chat. I enjoyed it. I know. Sorry. Sorry if you learned too much about me. It's not my plan. Priyanka wanted to talk. You heard. She was asking me questions. I had to answer them. Anyway, I feel a little bit badly, but hopefully you got a glimpse into Priyanka there. On this, the 784th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode that you've heard about and you're looking for it, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, which I'm really behind on, I'm sorry, please visit vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook or follow the show on Twitter for now at vishcreative, or you can follow me directly on Instagram and on Twitter at vishkana. Also, please visit patreon.com slash Control to make a flexible monthly donation to support the work that goes into making this podcast six dollars american or more a month grants you access to exclusive content uh, you get episodes earlier than everybody else uh, if you like i can send you a creative control t-shirt i have the some sizes left in the maroon and yellow uh, shirts uh, but most importantly you're uh, i know that might seem like a lot of money six dollars for something that's usually free well that's nice of you to say come on man but i mean think about it you're getting what what am i putting out like almost eight episodes a month it's not that bad so anyway (laughs) sorry if you can support the show if you can't no no worries no pressure but it's nice thank you i appreciate it speaking of thanks thanks again to pizza trocadero the bookshelf and planet bean coffee three wonderful independent businesses in guelph ontario and granddad's donuts in hamilton ontario for their in-kind support for this show thanks as always to my dear friend jim guthrie for lending me some music of his on the a podcast you can learn more about jim at jimguthrie.org and finally thank you so much for listening to this episode with priyanka uh, if you are a fan of priyanka's i hope you learned something about her if you're unfamiliar with priyanka ditto i hope you learned stuff again you learned a lot about me today and i wasn't intending that but uh, such is uh, the thing when two people who like talking to people and interviewing people uh, get together so i hope you enjoyed it i hope you'll subscribe to this podcast and follow it Uh, and interact with it however you do. And I hope you'll tell your friends all about it and spread the word about Creative Control. And otherwise, I just hope you're well. And I hope we talk soon. 
And uh, that's it. I got nothing else. I gotta go. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.